Stab, Abby and Matt are on holidays. So here's some of their best bits. What you watch. Watch this. Whether it's Netflix, YouTube or Instagram, there's still more to watch. Just watch there's always someone who's watched something on Netflix or Stan or whatever, and they always want to get you into it mm, so yes. that you can have that sort of chat about how amazing it is. And, and they can be responsible you. for the person that's mm. got them watching yeah. it. Yeah. I would love to know, after watching all these, uh, what your suggestions are. Well, so uh, you know how it comes up with what you would oh, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What to watch next. Yeah. yeah. Mine's all over the place because sometimes I'll let the kids watch things on my profile yeah. and then I'll watch weird stuff and then normal stuff. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. The one that I've watched recently um, is called My Octopus Teacher. Mm. There's a bit of swell online about this, and I didn't look into it before I turned it on. And I just assumed that My Octopus Teacher was just like a random title, and it could have been about anything. Ma- maybe true a teacher. Story? True story. Because you're not normally into the docos. No, that's no true. I'm not. And I got played because I was told by our producer to go and check it out. And um, it's weird, man. It's really, really weird. It is literally about an octopus. <laughs> um, and it's about this South African man who, um, he's a filmmaker, and he kind of loses his love for filmmaking, mm. and he gets a bit of depression and decides to um, do a bit more sort of snorkeling. <laughs> well, isn't he a diver? I thought He is a diver, but... but he but just, not professional. It was just a no, fun little thing. Okay. It's just his hobby. Yeah. And so he gives up on filmmaking and he's like, you know what? I'm going to move to the beach with my wife and my kid and I'm just going to reassess my life a little and Definitely. see where I go. Yeah. And it really sounds like he falls in love with this octopus. At the start, I'm like, this is, you know, it's going to be about an octopus. That's cool. But this guy seems to really like it. He goes um, swimming one day and comes across this octopus. Sometimes you just get a feeling and you know there's something special about her. And then I had this crazy idea, what happens if I just went every day? Now keep in mind, if I... I think you're caught up in his voice. (laughs) No, if I didn't tell you this was about an octopus, Mm. I could tell you that this was a story about a serial killer. Because he really just falls in love with her. After visiting her, more and more and more. There was a definite moment where fear had subsided tremendously. So yeah. it feared him, mm. you know. Well, so yeah. he goes there every single day uh-huh. and eventually the octopus... The octopus is in an ocean, it doesn't move. It just stays there in the one location waiting for him every day. Well, I learnt in this that they have their little house. They have oh, they're territorial. Okay, yeah, all right. So he does go and they eventually... The octopus recognises him yeah. and it does come out and swims around with him oh. and there's shots of him with the octopus on his chest uh-huh. and they're like cuddling oh. and stuff like that. Well, he's his teacher, so I guess he's taught him how to live again. Is this the moral of it? That is the moral of the story. I taught him how to make calamari. <laughs> well, that's, that's all I'm He would have had to it. give it up. But mm. like you couldn't be a calamari eater and then fall well, in love with the yeah. octopus. No, it's squid. So like it's cousin, so you're yeah. not... Yeah. I ironically was watching this on the laptop while preparing fish tacos mm. for dinner, so I was kind of... I was probably not the right person mm. for this mm. show. But... Mm. As I'm watching it, and you can, I can understand that this guy has created a bond with a wild animal, yeah. and that would be quite amazing. Mm. Unbelievable. That, that this wild animal trusts you, and you're a strange thing to it. But I just couldn't stop thinking that if his wife watched <laughs> this documentary, mm. he was like, babe, let's sit down, let's watch the show they made about me, 
that she wouldn't get jealous. All I could do at the time was just think of her. I mean, it just became a bit of an obsession. Do you just want to visit her every single day and see what's going on? What goes through her mind? What's she thinking? Does she dream? If she dreams, what does she dream about? Doesn't stop there. She just ignited my curiosity in a way that I had not experienced before. Her and I seem to dissolve just the pure magnificence of her. Okay, he's, in, he's into yeah, it. Yeah, no, he's really into it. At that point, I'm like, he's having an affair with this octopus. Didn't, has the wife met the octopus? The wife doesn't show up on the thing at all. Oh, really? Not one meant, not like not one thing of her face. And right. I reckon she's like, did you have respect for octopuses after this? Apparently, it's amazing. It, it is amazing. He's he's a bit creepy, but it's it's very interesting. One thing I did learn about yep. octopuses, though, mm. or octopi, whatever you o- call yeah, them. Which one is it? Octopi. Octopi. You know when you see a little shell on the um, mm. on the beach and it's got a tiny hole in it? Mm. You ever see the tiny little hole at the top? Mm. Have you ever known how that tiny little hole got there? No. Here you go. <laughs> a lot of her intelligence is built from the sheer number of prey that she has to catch. At the base of all those arms, there's a drill that can drill through hard shell Mm. and then drop venom in there like a snake. She basically has to do geometry to work out exactly the precise spot where she needs to drill that shell in order to get her food. Interesting. That's how they get the little holes. If you like that, you might like... I didn't really like it, but tell me. (laughs) There's one called Grizzly Man, where a guy forms a relationship with a wild grizzly bear. And in the last five minutes, it eats him. Well, let's see. This is the thing. It's all it's all strange. He's having the affair with the octopus. You're learning about octopi along the no, way. No, it's octopuses, apparently. Oh, octopuses. Told, yeah. Okay, you're learning about the octopuses. <laughs> but like any good story that has love, romance, hope. Do they break up? Oh, it leaves him? No. <gasps> what, happened? what happens? It Does it die? Often I go to the place of her man den. And I just flirt above it and feel her there. Of course I miss her. (laughs) Where did she go? She died. Well, spoiler alert. What about people wanting to watch it? Yeah. Well, this is what this segment's about. (laughs) Well, it's about encouraging them to watch it. Did she die of old age? What's her age? They get get, get old. I can can tell the answer, but do you want me to... Yeah, no, tell us. You've already ruined it for everybody. You've already ruined it for everybody. (laughs) What happens? Does she get spearfish? Did she? Oh. You'll have to watch to find out. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab and I went out yesterday to the gym. I heard, no, hang on, didn't you go to a hit class? Yes. We did, we went to a hit class. So I started a new gym just at um, Studio 99, and I they do during the day, so it's perfect for us to go to a hit class, and I didn't know what, what is, it was. What is a hit class? It is a high-intensity high interval, interval training. training. Okay. I didn't know what it was either. I thought it just sounded really cool. But Had it's... I have known what it stood for, I might not have gone. I yes, told you, you yesterday. <laughs> Anything she suggests, you do. We went through a bit of a list. Yeah. We went yesterday, and I, uh, I, I, I got the location wrong, so we had to walk a long way. Yeah, we parked a mile away. That's right, we had time. Yeah, it was just the way back. So we're walking past and I was like, oh, look at that. I'm going to take you for lunch after. There's a hotel there. And he goes, perfect. I was like, I'll shout you lunch for doing the class. Oh, you knew he wouldn't want to eat after? I thought he would. She was showing me the menu. What you I was get? ready to go. And mm. then after the class, I was like, do you want to go? And he goes, I'm going to take a rain check. <laughs> Did you vomit? No, no, no. <laughs> no. I was Once, I, like five minutes down the road, I was like, 
Good Here's skull. the thing, though. You think you're going to go on Ninja Warrior. Mm. You tried out for Ninja Warrior. You're blaming that you had bronchitis at the time of the trial mm. for it. Mm. Don't but you do personal training every week? Yep, once a week. You need to get your money back then. Why? Because you went to the church yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, because you have no illnesses at the moment, mm. do you think you did well? Uh, no. You sized up a guy that came in and you were pretty excited that you called him an old man. He was bald, so I was like, we we're good. He doubled your weight. Yeah. And he lapped you. Yeah, yeah. First Jay- time. Oh, hang on, when you say doubled your weight, like you, you had, had to, to carry, carry 80% weight. of your body weight. Oh, like okay. an ant. Right, okay. <laughs> Jacob, the trainer there. How do you think Steph went yesterday? Oh, well, I mean, he was he was definitely there, wasn't he? I was there in spirit. <laughs> I was I was definitely there. Yeah. He was. You mean he was using the oxygen in the room, Jacob? <laughs> Probably more than everybody else. <laughs> wow, cop that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Oh, mate. Um, that to be fair was a rough one to walk into off the the first one off the bat. Like Abby's got a month on you. She's been. I think she's set you up for that pretty hard. You- Can I just say? I went to one class, Jacob. That was my second class. You poked a tiger there. Um, I will admit that I, I, I was using the bike as a cheat, and I said that to you. I was using the bike to catch He said, oh, I just want to have a bit of a rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was on the bike. Oh, just... yeah, because you can pedal at, at any speed on a bike, so you're doing something You've got to go up least. to, like, 10 calories, so mm. you can see how many you do. Oh, so he yeah. was on the bike trying to do it. And we had to do this. You get a big, like, medicine ball, and you've got to throw it war up balls. against the wall. I hate war balls. And then catch it. Oh. Yeah, war balls, mate. You're probably preaching to the choir there. I don't think there's too many fans of war balls, but... Mm. That being said, put yeah. edge in chest, that one. Do you get a lot of heroes in there, Jacob? Oh, look, I'm going to say that that midday class on the Wednesday, that's probably where a lot of our guys come to shine. That's a, that's right. a midweek grinder, that one. Mm. So, look, mm. if you keep going to it, we'd mm. love to see you transform into a hero, mate, but there's probably a little ways to go. <laughs> the old men you were referring to that were in the class that did better than you, yeah. um, they probably got a more chance to go on Ninja Warrior than you have, I think, at this point. Right. Do you agree with that statement? I don't disagree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a safe bet there. Yeah, okay, are you going to yeah. go back next week or are you well, too sore? <laughs> with this reaction, it'd be great to go back. Prove oh, us wrong. Don't be all... Maddie, you should come. Nah, not yeah, a chance. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wednesdays yeah. are for fortnight. <laughs> no, Jacob. I've, I made the mistake of going to Pilates with her. And yeah, that, well, that, that you loved mistake, Pilates. Pilates. He loves Pilates. <laughs> it was loved fun. Why don't you come you, for one class? You've got this freak thing. You're actually quite fit. Mm. Then you pretend. Then you make out. Like your fitness is quite high. I'm actually not fit. I'm just so competitive that I will vomit in my mouth and throw it up and just go to Stav. Now I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Stav, Abby, and Matt for breakfast. B105. Four-time Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. He's got a brand new single, One Too Many, and he's back in Australia as we chat to him now. Keith Urban, good morning, mate. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. We've just been listening to the new single, which is absolutely amazing, and we always love your music, but anything with, like, Pink's voice, it's like an automatic hit. Oh, thanks, Abby. Yeah, she she definitely uh, is one of my favourite singers of all time. It was awesome to finally get a track with her. Is it good, though, being home? And dare I say, you know when you return and, you know, everyone wants to catch up? But because you've been right. in isolation and you can still blame COVID, they're like, oh, Keithy, you're back in town. Let's catch up. But you're like, oh, can't, can't, can't do isolation. It. Yeah, <laughs> doing the ISO. <laughs> um, 
No, I mean, it's it's amazing being able to be back and, of course, you know, with family as well has mm. been the big thing, being able to catch up with everybody. How do you go with that? Because um, we are lucky that we're still working and you're um, lucky that your job allows you the ability to work from home. But mm. you can't just be lazy sometimes too, right, and just binge on Netflix without going, oh, there's a home studio, I should get in there and bang out something for 12 hours, you know? Oh, and look, honestly, the beginning of all of this, kind of around about... Um, you know, March, mid-March, late March, when everything started grinding to a halt, especially in the States, um, I, 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 did, I just sort of got a bit shell-shocked. I froze up, honestly, and I was just, I didn't really, I was finishing my album, but mm. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to, you know, get in my, in my trackies and just sit on the couch and do nothing. Mm. Um, and it took, a, it took a while for me to, you know, venture down into my studio and get back, back to work. Well, you you have hinted that there's more collaborations on your album. Are you still doing hints, or you want to reveal anyone else? Uh, no, there's a, obviously the song with Pink, and yeah. I have uh, there's a, there's an amazing young artist from Atlanta, Georgia called Breland, who um, I wrote a few songs with on on this album and the opening track. One too many. That's the uh, single. It is out. Uh, we're going to spin it in just a second. Um, with Pink, we know early on in the whole craziness of coronavirus, she unfortunately um, caught it and, and thankfully has recovered from it now. Did you guys mm-hmm. um, go into the studio together to record this or did you have to do it separately? Because I imagine that would have been tricky to navigate. It was. And actually, she had... Um I heard that she loved the song, was ready to get in and sing it, and then I didn't hear anything for a long time, and I was worried that she'd gone off the song, and then I <laughs> found out what she had been going through, and I just couldn't believe it. And uh, but yeah, she she got finally got in the studio, sang the song, sang the hell out of the song, mm-hmm. and then so we had to do it remotely. Um, you know, of course I was in Nashville, she's out in California. Um, but then we uh, had to talk about how to do a video, which we just um, shot a while back too. And piecing that together was was also not easy. But we made the most of the fact that we had to do it remotely. We actually made that part of the storyline, which you guys will see when you see the right. video. Also, oh, so she, yeah, great. Well, so so she was she got sick when she was meant to record, so it had to kind of pump the brakes for a second. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I love how you get nervous that she's gone off the... Yeah. (laughs) You didn't want to reach and be desperate and ask again, like, what's happening? (laughs) Right? Yeah. 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 I've got heaps of people, Pink. If you don't want to do it, I'll uh, I'll line it up. (laughs) Um, And so how long are you back in the country for now? Uh, Well, Nick is still shooting her film, so that's going to be a a little while longer. She's in Byron Bay, so we're sort of... um, up and back. Do they freak out at the Queensland border when it's you and Nicole with your pass on your windscreen and the cops, <laughs> you wind down the window and the cops go, bloody hell, Keith Urban. You can go, you can go. <laughs> yeah, now I was, I was wishing I could drive a big, big truck right through, but no, I don't think it's going to work, so I'm just going to have to wait till things change. Well, that's it. People actually have been smuggling people in. I know that sounds awful. He's not smuggling. Uh, no, I'm not saying you are, but you did say big truck. I'm just saying, Keith, it looks dodgy when you just don't want a small little yeah. ute or a truck. You, you know, you want a big one. That's the issue. Yeah, it's a big problem with the big 18-wheeler coming through with me at the helm. You're like, nah, I'm not buying this one. <laughs> that's, that's just every, doesn't every country music star want a Big Mac truck to drive around and hope it doesn't break down? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keith Urban's on. He's got his brand new single, One Too Many. It features Pink. We're going to play it right now, and we'll chat a little more when we come back. Are you, are you cool to stick around, Keith? Yeah, of course. Staying right here. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Four-time Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Yeah, we're hanging out with Keith Urban um, this morning. Actually, Keith, we... we um, we were calling ourselves Hit 105 for a few years. We've changed to B105, back, back to B. B105 now. You mm-hmm. you grew up in, in Caboolture. Do you you remember yep. it as B105 as a kid? That's what it would have always been to you. Yep. It's always been B105. Yeah, we've actually noticed that most people didn't change the name. They're like, what do you mean? Why are you making this big deal about being the same name? And you're like, oh, we changed it for a few years. Yeah. That was a bit of a hiccup. Um, yeah, that's what I know. Yeah, and there it is, your new single, One Too Many. Um we actually have someone on the on the phone who who heard that we were chatting to you, Keith, and it, we're, we're wondering. You know how you hear stories about people, and you're like, we don't know if that's a true story or not. And then you get the source, and you're like, we need to confirm. Right. No, that makes you nervous when someone says this, especially when we go, "This was done uh, yeah. in 2005." <laughs> story from 2005. Stay with us; it's not bad. So it's a story about uh, uh, Holden Ute. Apparently, you had a Holden Ute that you went to the Logies on. Yeah, that's and, right. And you loved it. I loved it, yeah. I wanted to figure out how to get it over to the States so I could drive it around Nashville. See, this is the story that we heard. And then how come you never ended up buying it? Because I, we heard that you were keen as to get it over there and show everyone what an Australian ute is in Nashville. Yeah, I think it, uh, at the time it was starting to get a bit cost prohibitive, mm-hmm. I think. Um because they had to, you know, do the conversion to the other side of the dash with the wheel and the whole thing, and I think it just at some point just became too logistically hard to do. Oh, right. Well, mm. we have Chris um, with us right now. He's a former HSV general manager, the guy who is uh, dealing with that. Chris, can we get a freebie for Keith Urban so he can drive <laughs> it around Nashville? <laughs> a bit too late now. Hi, Keith. How are you? Way too late. G'day, Chris. Good to talk to you, mate. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were pretty keen on that car back in the day. Well, yeah, you only got to drive it one time and then you just, you, I mean, I, I loved it and just uh, wished I could have put it in the uh, overhead compartment and flown it back to Nashville with me. <laughs> I wish we could have made it happen, but the best we could do was to give you the car for the Logie red carpet. And, uh, I yep. Any, yeah, it was a good way to show up. Made with your arrival, right? Yeah, and I think I uh, recall my brother was with me too so he um he was my passenger because chris yeah, was yeah. uh we we would sort of it sort of infers that like um keith's management called up and said don't sell keith the car he does not need the ute do not sell him the car is that what you recall happening oh look i, I don't know maybe keith you had the handbrake handbrake applied on it but uh you know uh, I, I think some of your colleagues some of the folks the country country music folks back in nashville are, are really keen on their cars and trucks right there's some pretty impressive collection collections amongst your peers yeah that's well that's why i would have thought you know the closest thing they've got in nashville would be like an el camino or something like that but yeah. you know ute or if you want to call them a pickup like in nashville never seen anything like a malu before and uh, maybe at some point i'll still figure out how to how to find one somewhere and and take it back over with me yeah there's a few over there so you know maybe yeah. we can reach out and right. like, but I, i'll tell you what from uh, i'm sure you've heard but uh you know, Holden isn't going to be selling new cars here anymore, which is... Yeah. So, yeah. Keith, it would have been worth 10 times yes. the amount today. So you should have that. bought it back in the day, mate. <laughs> Damn it. All I've realised is how many uh, cars Chris would have sold saying, do you know Keith Urban wanted this one? He couldn't have it. <laughs> he couldn't have it. <laughs> but you could buy it. Nicole said no. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about all the Tiranas that people had over the years and sold them and now wish to God they'd never sold them mm. either? Yeah. Unbelievable.
You know, yeah. do, do you reckon the same thing would have happened with the 1987 Corolla that I had when I was 17, Keith? You, you reckon? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like, you say we, you say pickup truck in Nashville, and we say you know a Ute in Australia. What was yep. what was some of the weird, hardest things for you when you moved over to the states? Like com- comparing. Speaking, I mean, at the end of the day, speak. It's almost like there's a different word for every single thing. Mm. So even on a car, it's not the boot, it's the trunk, it's not the mm. bonnet, it's the hood, it's not the rear vision mirror, it's the rear view mirror, it's not the indicator, it's the turn signal, it's not, and it just went on and on. Mm. It was literally, it's not the mudguard, it's the fender. There was literally a different name for every single it's part of the, the car. Uh, glove box, it's the gun box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's when I was invited to a party where they have before you play um, football, and it's the tailgate party. The tailgate party, Mm. and I was like, "What do you? What do you mean? (laughs) It doesn't really make sense." But yeah, they all just have it in their trunks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, everybody's driving pickups to the concert, so they just uh, have their party in the back of it. We did a drive-in concert recently over in Nashville, and. I think it was maybe April or May, somewhere around there, and um, first one that was done over there. And I was, you know, I was picturing all these people in cars, mm. you know, like traditional drive-in, you know, and I thought, oh, this would be a really unusual experience, all these people in cars, muffled singing and muffled cheering and all that sort of stuff. It's going to be weird. And, of course, I got there, and most everyone's got either pickups or, you know, vehicles like that. They've all got the cars parked backwards facing. Yes. Yeah, perfect. The driver, and they're and they're all out and you know tailgating mm. and uh, sitting on the roof and sitting in the back and it was fantastic. That'll be the new concert though, because that's great for COVID. Because you know how they've been trying to put up those barriers when you go to a gig so that people don't um, you know Mingle. mix with different families. Mm. So you could just back up right. the back up the pickup truck each concert. Yep. Yep, I know. I mean, we're all trying to figure out how to do it. Because the hard part is, right, you can you can get people to orderly assemble at the beginning of a concert, mm. but they are so smashed by the end. <laughs> yeah. all, all bets are off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes, imagine imagine being the COVID-safe officer, like, you know, three-quarters of a way through Keith Irving, Irving gig, where you're like, hey. Oh, yeah, no, we've got things to work out, but yeah. uh, we're going to figure it out because we've got to play. We yeah. just have to play. Oh, my yep. mate, well, you got this album, The Speed of Sound, new single out today, One Too Many. We are keen to see it live. Always a pleasure, mate. Really appreciate you calling us this morning and catching up. You too. Thanks, Stab. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, Matt. Stab, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Last week, there was a crime committed on our show, and I will say, yes, a crime by one of the members here, (laughs) and it was disgusting, and I just want to read some of the feedback that I received about it. Okay. About the crime. Yep. One person said, what was that? I can't believe what I heard. That was wrong. Just so wrong, 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 wrong. Then someone else said, are you serious? I would have been killed for that. Another person said, I hope that an apology is coming. That was disgusting. How can he get away with it? I am so embarrassed for her. That was the rudest thing I've ever heard. Well, it's obviously you or me, Stav. I think it's those. me. I think it's me. It's getting a you vibe. Because it's a mouth one. My, this is what gets me into trouble. <laughs> no, Your it's Maddie Acton. Oh, You're yes. actually good compared to him. And I am... Don't do that. We're live streaming, so I don't appreciate it because you're in trouble. Because if you remember, you did this last week. He recorded you what? snoring, Esther. Did you know no. that? Yeah, yeah, I know. How highly inappropriate. Go on, do it. Oh. Just do it. <laughs> All right. If you want to hear it, I'll play it. I don't want to hear it. 
Sorry. I love you. Mm, I tolerate you. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that was disgusting. You playing your wife snoring on she air. She said that and I, I could. disagree. No, she did not. <laughs> she did not. But you said it over and done with. But you've just played it again. Yeah, but for good reason. <laughs> because your beautiful wife, Esther, joins us now. Esther Hun, you've got the floor. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Um <laughs> No, well first of all, I just want to say that. Me snoring is a rare occasion. Right. Very rare. You've been tired and working harder, and if someone lifted up a well, little exactly. bit of work at home, you wouldn't be snoring. And because I was ambushed, I didn't even think, but the night before I'd finished a book, yeah. and I'd cried. Oh. oh. Like, you know, and I had a good cry. Mm. Mm. So yeah. that's why. I was all congested. Yeah. yeah. No, we understand yeah. that. Yeah, so. And look, I said when I played that, I did say that I'm a snorer as well. No, I... you didn't. You said I'm not. I said I heard you snoring at camping and you went, I don't snore. No, I do. I, I think I did. Didn't, didn't I say I snore? You denied it. You said, no, that was not me. Oh, no, no. no I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm watching this. I'm oh, no, I, I <laughs> saw I you. you. I wouldn't just end yourself. <laughs> what, um, so do you, do you want to apologize? Is that what I'm doing here? No. Um, if you would like to proceed with the evidence, Esther? Well, I just thought it was it would be good if people realised that, um, you know, sometimes people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what have we got and here? And what I'm living with mm-hmm. is far worse than snoring one isolated incident. Okay. So this is the first right. one of you. <laughs> That's me snoring, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I ta- yes, that would that fine. Then. Sorry. <laughs> what about what <laughs> about the other noises that you make around uh-huh. the house that she has to put up with, like this one? Which we also have to do with at work. That's how I know he's in the office. I know. I say Marco Polo with him because I can hear him. around. (laughs) No, well, I do. Do you know what? Mm. Sometimes he parks up the street and he'll get out of the car doing that and Eden will say, Daddy's home. (laughs) When I blow my nose, I I blow it hard because I get allergies and it's quite congested up there. And I I like the feeling of a good rumble through my nose Esther wouldn't have brought it to the table if it wasn't for what you did to her last week. Mm. And I I don't know. Exactly. Esther, what is this noise? This is what I can't get my head around. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Kill that animal. Put him out of his misery. That's his throat scratching. And the other night, I didn't even get a recording of it, but he was doing it from like 11.30 till quarter past 12, mm. continually in his sleep. <laughs> so Seriously. My allergies, I get a, like an itchy throat, that little section between your nose and your throat. And to, to get to it, I... I think at this point you just say, I'm so sorry and thank you for putting up with me. And the other thing is my nose gets itchy, so I make a humming noise with my nose and rub it because it vibrates. Like, mm. Yes, you're incredibly sexy. We've established that. <laughs> and for the last 15 years, I've not complained once, yeah. but, you know, karma yeah. for playing me on the radio. <laughs> Snoring. Well, I'm sorry, babe, for 
not just playing that, but also for what you've had to live through for the last 15 years. Oh, that's so romantic. Maddie, though, Thank you. we just heard all you. And I, I've forgotten what Esther too. sounds like. You're no, don't, <laughs> don't. That was a one-off. Exactly. That's, that's going to be destroyed now. Yes. Mm. I deleted it, babe. That's how, that's how bad I thought. Oh, what a good sure. man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, if you weren't up early yesterday, you would have missed this. You brought something amazing to the table, eh? <laughs> Vin Diesel. He's uh, got a single out. Of course, you'll know him from Fast and the Furious. Yes. Great actor. Uh, but you didn't know he was into music, and he has been doing it for some time. But he's released his first uh, single with Kygo, who's a fantastic producer. Amazing. So, of course, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's called "Feel Like I Do." Mm. I so, hope are we playing it? Not yet. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get. We'll it. have to high rotation mm. every hour and a half. But we started we talking do. about it, and Maddie had an idea. I'm down. Not yeah, bad. No. <laughs> Not bad. All the young folks have been saying that it just slaps. Oh, it's slaps. Oh, it just slaps. It slaps. But could you? Weirdly slaps. With a good enough producer, Mm. can they make anyone good? Like, could the three of us put out a dance track? Mm. You could. I mean, it's still his voice. Yeah. But there's only tricks to it. Written written the lyrics. I think Kygo is brilliant. We should release a dance song. Stab Abby and I love dance dance music. You're not not into it, eh? We could do a depressing dance one for you because you like depressing music. I'm back then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like like only dance on a seat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They actually do do sad ones. They're called sad boppers. Are they? Mm. You would like those, mm. wouldn't you? Sad boppers. Sad boppers. He likes mm. sad music. Can you have a sad bop? That's, it's a, it's a, that's it, yeah. it's a genre. So when yeah. it's, it's hyped up so sounding, but, but the, sad, the lyrics sad are lyrics. sad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But we're talking about on seats because I, that's why I suggested that. It's because you can't dance at the moment. So you've all got to be on a seat. So we're going to a wedding on Sunday night and you have to be seated if you want to move your arms around, like you just don't care. But if it's a wedding, you're allowed twenty. You're allowed to twenty people who are in the bridal party are allowed to be selected to dance. But they're not in the bri- They're not having bridal party, mm. and they don't want to just dance by themselves because they said that's corny. So. Yeah. No, I think they've changed that. Oh, well, maybe it's coming. But it is coming. You can have twenty people in the bridal party who can dance. But if you right. don't have a bridal party, what do you do? Just say it's a bridal. Okay, they're cool. the bridal party, I guess. Mm. Um, so this morning, before the show, uh, our producer. Um, Adrian, known as Machine Age. Yeah, mm. check him out. He's yeah. great. It's great, great. Made some great music. He's um, got a new album coming out, hasn't yes, he? he does. He got the three of us in separately to record parts of the song, and he's produced us doing a dance song that is all about the fact that COVID ruins dance floors. It's the Sam Jam. Sam Jam. Sam Jam. You're welcome. So we're I got gonna... to pick my part because I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I went. What to... did you pick in the end? Well, because I wanted to do what they were like. Oh, and then Stab's going to come and do that, and I'm like, no, I'm doing the. Typical boy version, like sure. the boy, yeah, the boy lyrics. I wanted you to be the female singer. I don't want to be the know? female singer. I so, want to be the boy singer. Like where the Stafford brothers, the mm. lads at the back on the decks, and then the girl in the latex comes out, mm. and then the cannons go off and confetti. Oh, and I stuff. can still have cannons and latex yeah, if you yeah. want. All right, are we ready to hear it? Yeah, we haven't heard it yeah. yet. No, none of us no. have heard it. We've just recorded our bits. This is um, us seeing if anyone can be produced into a great dance song, and it's all about the fact that we cannot dance on dance floors at the moment.
dance floor seat. Yes. Get your request in now. Stop being mad. B105.